It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. Thanks for being with us. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Joining me in the KFG studio, certified financial planner, Josh Gregory. Good to be with you, Mike. You too. Hey, a recent study found that nearly 40% of retirees spend more than their finances can support. That's, that's pretty high statistics. yeah. If you want to make sure you're not in that camp, we'll show you how to settle into an affordable, sustainable spending pace in retirement. That's that topic and listener questions coming up in today's show. That is really, really important. Surprising data we're going to uh, uncover with you, but really not just the data. We're going to come up with some, some solutions for you. It's just the two of us. Kevin is out again today. Um, if you have questions, retirement brings a lot of questions. We're going to hit uh, several questions, second half of the program. Reach out to us. We'd love to answer your question, talk about it, whatever you're thinking about on an upcoming program. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. Submit a question that way. Call or text 574-222-2000. And then social media, every episode on the YouTube channel. We've got Facebook uh, going as well, Twitter. You can submit questions that way. Connect with the show. Just search Wise Money Radio. All right. Each and every week, we preach to you the value of having synergy in your financial life. And synergy is that old uh, math problem that you like from grade school where one plus one does not equal two. It actually can <laughs> equal three or five or ten. And, and basically, when you combine the components, it equals something greater than each individual component added up. And that's what we, that's the message we bring to you in the Wise Money Show every single, every single week. There's six areas to your financial life, but you've got to make decisions that bring synergy, that actually um, bring harmony in all of those areas. One in particular we're going to be kicking off today's program with, and that is with retirement. Whether your goal for retirement is the traditional one of working, 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 and then someday um, being able to hit the snooze a lot more mm-hmm. and just have a lot of relax and, and recreation, or if it's more of a um, transitioning from one purpose to another purpose, um, there's some recent data that comes out that retirement could be a little bit different than you anticipate. I'll just tell you the headline here. Just like Josh said, a recent survey found that nearly 40% of, re- of current retirees are spending more than they anticipated. In fact, the headline, conventional wisdom says Americans are not saving enough for retirement. But to make matters worse, nearly 40% are saying they're spending more. Hmm. That's a tough combination right there. Absolutely. I think the, the most important question is why? Right? Yeah, you know, any any time there's a gap between your expectations and your experience, or a gap between your perception and reality, I, I would even say a gap between your plans and your implementation. I think it's important to pause and just kind of analyze that gap, figure out well why why are things going differently than I imagined that they would, mm. and certainly if you're early in retirement, this is an it's an important topic. It's a timely topic for you. 
because you don't want to become one of those statistics. 40% is a lot of people that are potentially overspending. And the question is, well, when are they going to feel the effects of that? Right. So, and, and you're certainly not alone in this either, because, you know, we, we see folks all the time who come in with certain expectations of what they want out of life, but then they get into retirement or get into a certain stage of life and it's not going the way that they thought it would. And in my opinion, that can mean one of two things. It's either caused by maybe not having realistic expectations to begin with. Maybe it's a problem with your perception or the plan itself. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was missing something along the way. Um, Or it could be a, a problem with your execution or your implementation of that plan. Maybe you had all the right vision, but you just didn't take the right actions to make it come to fruition. Either one of those could be could be a case. Either one could uh, the the first why that I thought of was maybe failure to plan. Maybe people just didn't even crunch the numbers or didn't really even have a guess and just said, "Well, I assume I'll spend less," or "I'll assume I'll, without really planning." Period. Yep, that, that's exactly right. And even that is an expectation. It's true. Uh, f- failure to plan is your plan, and unfortunately, it, it means that you think you can kind of get through retirement by the seat of your pants potentially. Mm. There's plenty of folks who believe that. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of taking it one day at a time. And that may be how they've taken their entire working career. And uh, it's it's worked out just fine for them. Uh, the question is, is retirement, um, are, are the stakes too high? Is it a different enough game that your old strategies may not keep working for you? Well, when you were sharing that, you know, when... Um, if if someone is overspending, when will they feel the effects? Mm-hmm. That summarized that you know how big the stakes are because we've seen it, and you might have seen it as well with family members or or friends. Um, you don't feel those effects until normally it's too late to do something about it, where you've run out of money and you're just living on Social Security in your late 70s, early 80s, when your health isn't such where you can just go get a job to get extra income and you can't make a lot of other adjustments to your lifestyle, you know, medical expenses and really needs are taking up the majority of your spending anyway. And so you often don't realize the consequences until unfortunately it's too late because this because it's retirement exactly yeah. there there's usually some crisis moment and you know one time that we often see a crisis in in people's confidence is when the market throws a curveball mm. you know if if suddenly you're drawing off of your accounts for years maybe at a faster pace than really is sustainable but you know the market is kind of um, covering over some of that. It's it's ma- making up for the big withdrawals that you're making out of investments, that sort of thing, until it doesn't. Right. Until one day the market falls and you're pulling too much out, and you can see these major swings in your overall nest egg. It can create some problems for you, and suddenly it can be that wake up call, that jolt to you, that uh, maybe we've got a problem here. Yeah, that's right. I wonder one of the other um, potential whys is this four-letter word I I call a budget. And um, it's just not real fun to budget. Having that discipline of it's not tracking receipts anymore. We've got technology and all that. But but tracking all that data to see how much are you spending, where is it going. 
um, when you're in that, we've we've done series on the stages of your financial life and different life transitions. And this empty nester stage, this this last hurrah right before retirement, um, kids are out of the house. Likely, you're close to being debt free, if not debt free. And you've got a lot of freedom in your financial life. And who wants to budget at that time? (laughs) But then you quickly move away from that paycheck into what they normally call a fixed income, into retirement. And if you haven't been disciplined and really don't know, well, I don't know how much I'm spending right now. I think it could be pretty easy for you to overspend or spend more than you think when you get to retirement if you're not actually calculating it. That's exactly it. right. You know, uh, again, this could be a discipline that maybe you never built during your working career. If that was the case, on the eve of retirement, it's important to add this skill, build this habit up of not only planning where your cash flow is going, but also tracking where it's where it's going to go. Because it's very possible for folks to build a retirement projection that says, hey, I can survive, I can live on $60,000 a year in retirement, and as long as I do, then I should be fine. I'm not going to, it's not likely that I'm going to run out of money. But if you don't have the habit in place to support that spending, to to control that spending, what if you fall into the trap of maybe spending 72000 per year? Instead of five grand a month, you're spending six grand a month. Right. And just simply because you didn't have the right execution, the right implementation of your plan, you fall short. One of my favorite stories about that is a doctor in town who came in to see me and was getting ready to retire, wanted to retire the very next year and said, um, they're going to spend five grand a month in retirement and could the plan work? And I said, well, what are you spending now? And it was 10. And I said, well, start living on five right now. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Hmm. Well, there's no way you're going to go from living on 10 to living on five in retirement just like that if you haven't practiced that beforehand. Normally, you're going to spend more than you think in retirement. This article doesn't surprise me much, although it surprises a lot of folks. All right. What do you do about it, though? I mean, this, the, the Wise Money Show is helping you is about helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. So if this is a reality and it, it trips a lot of people up with their most important financial goal, how do you solve it? How do you address it? We've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. of current retirees saying they're say that they're spending more than what they expect. That can be a huge problem. There's five big factors that determine whether you're on track for retirement. And I would argue spending's the most important. So this is an alarming statistic. We'll tell you why it's happening pretty quick. We're going to tell you what you can do about it. Thanks for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. Kevin Corhorn's off today. I want to say thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you very much. In just a few moments, we're going to be getting to questions from fans of the show. If you have a question, we'd love for you to submit it in, and we can discuss it on an upcoming program. Call or text 574-222-2000. You can submit a question that way. Call or text 574-222-2000. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Submit a question right there on the right. Turns into an email. Comes right to me. I'll hit it on an upcoming program. 
Or lastly, you can submit a question via social media. So on the YouTube channel where every episode is or on the Facebook page or Twitter, just shoot um, shoot your question that way. Just search Wise Money Radio. Okay, we're, we're kind of halfway through. A recent study came out surveying different current and new retirees saying, hey, how's it going? What's, uh, what's surprising you? What's right on par? And... And something really, um, really big is surprising them. 40%, so nearly half, say they're spending more than what they expected. And, and as I just laid out, spending is one of the biggest variables. You think the biggest variable is how much money do I have saved up? My number. No. The biggest variable, is, in my opinion, is, is how much you spend. And when current retirees are saying they're spending more than what they thought, ooh, that's a problem that needs to be addressed. Well, it's a problem. And the article, unfortunately, just presents the statistic defines the problem, but it doesn't actually give the cause of the problem. Correct. And so we're kind of speculating this morning. We're, we're talking about, well, what are the things that we see folks uh, maybe at risk of doing wrong or what would cause them to overspend in retirement? And, um, you know, I'll throw out an, an idea on that. Um, one might be that they really just didn't have a plan or fully understand what their activity level was going to be in retirement. Totally. You know, this is a change in all patterns of life. It's not just I'm not getting up every morning at the same time and, and going to work. Your your life doesn't revolve around the work schedule anymore when you get to retirement. But what does fill that gap? What what does fill that time? It could be all kinds of things. And some of those could be new hobbies or travel. Your social life maybe expands in some way. Um, some people are just bored. And any of those things could cause them to spend more money. I spend more money on Saturdays than I do on Tuesdays. Of course just, you do. Right? Yeah. You're just out and about. You, you have more free things. time. Yeah. Exactly. So if your schedule is mostly free time when you start start out in retirement, yeah. and, and many people in your life will try to fill your schedule for you, my wife and I are actually trying to resist this right now because her folks just uh, retired. <laughs> and I have They've got so all sorts of plans for you. Yes, I have so much creativity on things they could do with their time <laughs> that would really just benefit me greatly, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, the, the other thing when it comes to, to spending, like you mentioned, is there could be something called pent-up demand uh-huh. where you've had this, you know, or, or another way of saying it is the bucket list. You've had all these ideas of what you're going to do in retirement. And so you just are off to the races and checking a lot of them off the list. When we do our planning, I like people to list those out. And mm-hmm. I actually want to list them out in a meeting and say, what are all of these items that are right there on the horizon? As soon as you retire, you're going to go after these things. And let's put dollar amounts next to them so that we know exactly how we're going to pay for these. Okay. So you just hit on one of the dangers for many retirees. And that is when you suddenly have freedom in your time, you do go try to tackle the entire bucket list all in one shot, yeah. right? You know, two, two years into retirement, you could have checked everything off the list and you could be broke, right? Because most of these bucket list items have some sort of financial um, cost to them. Yeah. And so, so that's actually a mistake that sometimes people people can fall into is not considering the right timing of when they spend money. Mm. You know, that that awesome New Zealand trip that you've been dreaming about your whole life, 
you know, there might be a great time to take it and there might be an okay time and there might even be a bad time to take that. And to the extent that you're willing to be flexible on the timing of your spending, that can have an impact or it, it can actually benefit you, keep you from overspending at times. You know, w- when the market, when your investments are at a depressed uh, value, you know, they've been squashed by some sort of market storm, that might not be the greatest time to take a big chunk of money out to do a discretionary activity that doesn't have to happen right now. If you haven't planned appropriately for it. Yes. Hopefully you've planned ahead and that market storm doesn't derail some of those plans. That's part of the value of great planning. Speaking of great planning, I think one other potential why is um, people going through an exercise that they think is planning, but it makes a, um, a, a bogus assumption as to how much they'll, they'll spend. Let me tell you, let right. me see if you've heard this one. An online calculator or maybe attached to your 401k statement, they just assume you're going to spend a certain percentage of your paycheck. And that's what you'll spend in, in retirement. That's what your retirement lifestyle will be. Well, that is totally pulled out of thin air. That does not bring into context your spouse's situation, does not bring into context your true spending habits, and like Josh already mentioned, how those spending habits may change in retirement. So I think it's possible some of the why that these expe- that reality is different from expectations is maybe you had someone setting the wrong expectations for you. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, as you said, a software tool of some kind. Uh, Those overly simplistic tools that you can access online, they also don't take always into consideration things like the changing tax landscape. Mm. You know, not fully um, planning for taxes is one way that maybe sometimes people fail to execute their plan well and could inadvertently spend more than they really intended to. You know, not not paying attention to, uh, you know, that that next IRA distribution, is that going to push them into a higher tax bracket? What kind of unintended consequences could come from from, uh, these activities? I'll throw out one more, too. Um, I, I think not realizing or not fully recognizing your own longevity. Uh, could cause someone to overspend in retirement just because they're living longer than they ever anticipated. Very interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you live longer. The more years you are on this earth, uh, the, the more spending you're going to do. And if you end up, if your retirement lasts longer than anticipated, maybe your resources don't stretch as long as you intend. And so that's why it's really important that when you do your planning, you need to be conservative. You, you need to assume, uh, I'm going to say this kind of tongue in cheek, you're going to assume worst case scenario, and that is that you live a long, long time. <laughs> right? uh, some people do not want to live too long, mostly because their perception is that uh, the longer I live, the more um, health problems I'm going to have or the less freedom I'm going to have. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. In fact, if you defy the odds and you maintain great health for a really long time, there's a good chance you're going to be active and spending money. Yeah. Your plan, your resources need to be able to support that. 
So here's the deal. I don't know how you're feeling right now. I'm feeling a little depressed. <laughs> I, I mean, all these reasons why this uh, this article could have found the data that it found, um, you could almost summarize it to say, well, oh, oh, okay, I guess if in order to retire, I'm not going to be able to spend any money. No, no, no. That is not the case. Um, you should have financial freedom, right? Exactly. And you should be transitioning into this exciting stage with a new purpose and new energy and lots and lots of freedom. So how do you do this well? How do you avoid this mistake? We're going to break it down in a couple different sections. But first, if you're on the verge of retirement listening to this, Josh, what's something you can do to help prevent this from happening to you? You know, every one of these traps that we're kind of teasing out of this article, we're assuming that people could make, they're all avoidable. Yeah. Especially the more planful you are in the way you're approaching retirement. If you are on the eve of retirement, that is, if you've never done it before, now is the time to sit down with a professional who can help you sketch out the plan for what the, especially the early years of retirement are going to look like. What is that sustainable pace? What is an amount of spending that uh, doesn't risk uh, kind of bankrupting your own retirement too early by not being careful along the way? I would encourage you to do that plan if you're on the verge of retirement and never had it done. If you're just starting planning and you're just looking at this goal and you've never had that done, if you're focused on retirement and that's a goal for you, I'd encourage you to get that plan done. We're going to talk about the other things that you can do to avoid this trap. And we've got listener questions coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the chances that you'll overspend in retirement? Unfortunately, the research is saying those odds are pretty good. And we want you to have a very rich life. Actually, that's what planning is really all about, having a rich life. Not being rich, having a rich life. And that includes retirement. So the key is planning well in planning ahead. And we just got some great information from recent retirees that guess what? They're spending more than they expected. So how can you prepare better with that information in mind? We're helping you with that today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Thank you very much. We're going to transition into questions from fans of the show in just a moment. If you have a question, reach out to us. You can send us your question a few different ways. WiseMoneyRadio.com is how you can submit it online. Uh, There's a spot right there on the right of the webpage there, and that turns into an email, gets sent to me. You can call or text 574-222-2000 if you want to send questions. That way, call or text 574-222-2000. And then you can use social media as well to submit questions. The Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter, you can submit questions in each of those ways. Just search Wise Money Radio. Okay, so we're talking about uh, how recent retirees were surveyed and said eh, about 40% of them said, I'm spending more than I expected, and that can be very dangerous, um, especially with the common knowledge that most people have undersaved. If you're undersaved and spending more, boy, that's a dangerous combination. So we're into, okay, if that's the data, we've talked about potential reasons why, but now what do you do about it? This show is about helping you take your next wise step in your 
your financial life. What can you do to avoid this trap? All of these potential traps are avoidable. The first one we just we just touched on, Josh, was planning ahead and having a thorough plan. I would even tell you, make sure you're not grabbing an uh, off the shelf or a, I think you used the term, a, a too simplistic or a basic online calculator or one maybe that's attached to your 401k statement. No, do a thorough retirement plan to see all, how all areas of your financial life are intersecting to ensure that you're on track. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the themes to most of the books I've been reading here recently uh, have to do with habits and how to improve your habits, how to be intentional, how to focus your habits, that kind of thing. And uh, if I could make an observation from the most successful retirees that I've observed, um, that I've gotten to kind of peer into their life, the ones that I have the most confidence in their ability to live out their days without running out of money, it's the people who have the habit and they have maybe years of experience of always living within their means. Mm-hmm. And um, th- that could be a couple different things. Maybe they're careful to not lock themselves into certain mandatory spending patterns. You know, they're not quick to sign a contract or to borrow money or um, to lock in certain obligations each month. But they also draw a very clear distinction between needs versus wants. What are the things in their life that are discretionary and which ones are mandatory? And when you have the discipline or the habit of recognizing that the discretionary spending can be postponed, you have choice on when it's going to happen. That just puts you in a much stronger financial position because the reality is we, we always talk about people being on a fixed income. And in retirement, I know that term. By the way, I, 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 I do too. Can't stand it. Um, what they're referring to is just the fact that Social Security is, you know, it's not like it's rising and falling based on their efforts. It's just kind of locked into a steady amount. But then you have other resources. Hopefully, you've planned ahead. You've built up a retirement nest egg that you can use to supplement for some of those discretionary types of expenses potentially. And those investments over the long haul should be reliable for you if you have been uh, disciplined and diversified in how you've built your portfolio. But in the short term, it can be all over the place, right? And if in the short term, your investments seem shaky for you, if it seems like the market's just not cooperating, your ability to dial down your spending during those environments or those periods and then dial it up during the good times is a function. I mean, that, that that is a measure of your financial strength and stability in retirement. But if you've never built the habit of saying no to yourself or not yet to yourself, then you may just charge forward during some rough economic times and spend when maybe it's not ideal. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to implement, especially if, if you don't have a. It's hard to implement if you have a certified financial planner. If you have a coach, um, I would say it's almost impossible if if you if you don't. Along the same lines, I'd encourage you, um, especially if you're on the verge of retirement or even if you're in retirement right now, just 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 do a budget. 
mm-hmm. and just just track your spending and lay it out there. And if you if this is really not your forte and you don't like this sort of stuff, work with your certified financial your certified financial planner and get some help with figuring out. Okay, on a normal month and then on a normal year, how much are you spending? Just just lay it out there. It's not going to be like nails on a chalkboard. It'll just be really simple. Just lay it out there, and then from there. I like trying to find a way to get, oh, about two-thirds of your of that spending need coming from guaranteed sources to fit what you just said, Josh, so that you have a sense of what it feels like to live within your means. You know what your means are. When you transition away from your paycheck into retirement, if you're just living, if you just have Social Security coming in and then you just draw whatever you want out of your investments, you might not really know what your means really are. Mm -hmm. So figuring out what that budget is, laying that out on a monthly, consistent basis, but then annually to catch all of those non-monthly, irregular expenses, but then aligning the right income plan with that so you know what your boundaries are, that's the exercise I'd encourage you to go through. Um, if you're in retirement or if you're on the verge of it, and certainly work with a certified financial planner. If you're still a long way off from retirement, I would encourage you be managing your spending right now as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be impossible for you to say, well, right now I'm 35, this is what I'm spending, so that's what I'll spend when I'm 65. No, so much is going to change. But you can start managing your lifestyle and making sure that you're living within your means now. It will be much easier for you to, for you to do so as you get closer to retirement. And we've done entire episodes on budgeting, coming up with a great spending plan. And it's important to not not have your budget just cover the monthly obligations, not just your utility bills and the insurance and food and gas and stuff like that. It is those non-monthly expenses that you were referring to. Some of them are non-annual even. They, they don't even happen every single year. Things like special trips that you want to do or home improvement projects. You're going to replace automobiles in, in retirement. There might be major gifts or donations, maybe some other significant purchase. These are things that your cash flow plan have to account for in retirement because there may not be... Well, there, probably will not be major bonuses coming in or major commissions or some of those big chunks of income that you loved back during your working career. Those days may be over, and yet you still have to account for these big ticket items in retirement. I'd offer two more um, uh, suggestions to help you overcome some of these potential traps. And the first one is, I, I said earlier, in our planning process, as folks are getting close to retirement, we uh, often encourage them, hey, make the list. What, what are all the things you want to do right out of the gate? And then let's put a dollar amount next to them and so you can plan for them. And so I'd encourage you to make that list if you haven't yet. And that can be a fun exercise because it's dreaming, it's fun, and you've been looking forward to these things. Putting the dollar amount next to them, that might not be that much fun. But mm-hmm. um, if you don't have a great plan as to, okay, how are we going to do those things? Work an extra year. Maybe sneak one of those or, or two of them into that last year of work so that you're not delaying everything. But then spend one more year. Okay, I'm totally ready to retire. Now I'm going to work a little bit longer and save up for some of these things. And then the second thing that I'd encourage you to do is don't execute a retirement plan that just barely works. 
find a way to make sure you've got margin, both in your cash flow, but also in that big goal of retirement where it's not, well, on a shoestring, we could shoot the moon and this could work. No, make sure there's margin in your financial life. Josh, you referenced the people that you have great confidence in their retirement plan, some of their habits. The folks that I have great confidence in, they, they're folks that have margin in their mm-hmm. financial life so that when things don't go the way they're supposed to, they they can easily adapt because they've built margin in. Yep. All right. We've got great, a couple great listener questions that we're going to be hitting in just a moment. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene. First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. We miss Kevin. Kevin's off today. Uh, he'll be back with us very, very soon. If you've missed anything, boy, we've hit, I'll summarize uh, the topic so far in just a moment, but if you've missed anything, you can catch up on this episode on any other, uh, a few different ways. One on the podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. You can subscribe to it. You can binge listen, listen to every episode, however you want to do it. Every episode is also on the YouTube channel. We record right through the breaks as well, so you get a little bonus content. We were just talking about um, the new retirementality overbreak. If you're curious what in the world does that mean, go to the YouTube channel and catch up on the shows that way as well. Um, and lastly, every show is also on the web player as well. Just go to wisemoneyradio.com. And you can listen to the previous 10 episodes right there. And if you want to listen to more, you can click a link and it takes you right to the full uh, the full library. So lastly, if you have any questions, you can submit questions through each of those mediums as well. Or you can call or text 574-222-2000. It's 574 574- Two 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 thousand. All right. Before we transition into a question, a uh, great question from David and Granger. I uh, just want to tell you, you know, retirement is an enormous goal. It's likely the biggest financial goal that you might be uh, striving towards. Run. Don't walk to your certified financial planner's office and set up a meeting to review a thorough retirement plan, which includes an analysis as to how much you're spending and where that spending will come from, where you'll get that income from in retirement. Run the mile so that you have the confidence, so that you have the margin, so that you don't fall victim to what this article states, and that is 40% of retirees. I'll just tell you, 40% of retirees are spending more than they expected. Nearly half regret not saving enough and that they're relying too much on Social Security. And a significant chunk of... um, People preparing for retirement today think it's going to be harder for them to retire than it was their parents. So run, don't walk to your certified financial planner's office and build a comprehensive retirement plan. And if you don't have one, we can certainly help as well. But all right. Uh, David, 68, from Granger. Great question here. Do the losses that I had in my IRA last year help me on my taxes? I thought for sure that they did, but I'm not seeing them on my return. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, 
sometimes we think of mutual funds or stocks going down in value. And if if you sell them, um, you can capture certain losses on your tax return. We call them capital losses. It goes right on the front page of your return. However, when those same investments are owned inside of an IRA or a Roth IRA, uh, we can even pick on the 401k at work that you may have. Uh, unfortunately, declines in value don't have a direct impact on your tax return. It's not a write-off that you get to take. Uh, The good news is this is a double-edged sword, right? The whole reason we sing the praises of these types of tax shelters is because they also protect you from having to pay taxes on the growth in the good years. So you you don't get hit with a tax... um, you know, payment of any kind during the growing years, and unfortunately, you also don't get to write off the losses in in the negative years. Doesn't mean that you can't take some sort of action to benefit from this, though. Um, an example: You've heard us. It's been a while since we've talked about Roth conversions. I think ever since they changed the the law where you can't undo it, I feel like we've talked about it less. I agree. It's kind of got me a little bit in a funk. Uh, I'm mad that they changed the <laughs> rule book too. on us here a little bit. They're, they've made it more difficult to do these Roth conversions, or you just have to be more careful with them. But a Roth conversion is when you move money from your IRA into a Roth IRA. This is a taxable event. So you're taking money from an account that's never been taxed you're having it be taxed, the money that moves over, and then it goes into this Roth IRA that never gets taxed again. And why would people want to do this? Well, they, they would do it if they believe that paying the tax now is better than paying it down the road in retirement or, or some future date. Well, when you convert dollars or investments that are temporarily squeezed down in value, you're going to pay the tax now, but once the money is into the Roth IRA and we presume that it will rebound in value, it's rebounding in value in a tax-free environment. Right. And so sometimes being in a little bit of a slump in the investment world can create some opportunities for you if you're paying attention. And uh, that's not a direct impact on your tax return, but it is a way of thinking with a tax planning approach to your finances, to your investments in particular. Boy, I, you said that a little too casually, if I could give you a little feedback there, Josh. I'll it's take a, it. It's not, it's not sometimes. It's o- It's often, pretty much all the time when, when the market's moving, especially throwing you lemons, you've got some opportunities to make some lemonade. And what you just shared is very, is going to fly in the face of what emotionally you're going to want to do. Because if you had 10 grand just use simple numbers. If you had 10 grand in IRA and it dropped to eight, David's question here is, do I get to deduct, do I get a write-off for that two grand of my taxes? Well, you never paid tax on that money anyway, so you can't get a write-off for something you never really got, you know, paid tax on anyway. But you're saying instead of getting a write-off, David, pay tax on that eight grand now. Because when that eight grand turns back into 10 or doubles and goes to 16 or whatever, you want that growing in a tax-free account. Folks, the financial landscape has gotten more complicated in the last six months. It's crucial. It's always crucial, but it just feels more crucial right now that you get the little things right. You do the little things that give you that little advantage. Your financial planner, they give you three things. Kevin would argue four. Confidence, clarity and then creativity 
and this is the creativity. It's a different way of approaching it, something that you weren't already thinking. Kevin would also add, which is important now, they also provide calm too, and hmm. that's important with all the chaos. So, mm-hmm. so great advice, David. Unfortunately, yeah, you, you don't, because it's in a IRA or if it was in a Roth 401k, yeah, you don't get to deduct those losses. If it was in a non-IRA account, as long as you sold, you just because the account went down doesn't mean you get to deduct it. You've got to sell that investment when it's down, which creates other complications too. So, All right, Roger is 64. He's also from Granger. Purchased long-term care insurance last year. Do I get a tax benefit for doing that? Great question. That is a great question. That's an important question. Most people have no idea to even ask that. Right. Yeah. Yep. And maybe more importantly, your CPA might not know that you put that long-term care insurance in place. Gosh darn it, Josh. they're not asking the question of you, potentially. You, I, I... That I'm, so you just blindsided me. This, of course, this show is about financial planning, how all areas of your financial life are actually connected. You don't realize it, but they actually are. And I, I hadn't even had that one on the tip of my mind that your CPA is never going to ask you, hey, hey, uh, hey, Roger, did you buy long-term care insurance last year? They'll never ask you that. They're just going to look at your tax forms that you give them, make sure they get the right number in the right box. And you might totally miss this. Mm-hmm. I'm entertained right now by the thought that your mind has a tip. Yeah, it does. That it's kind of a pointy, <laughs> you know, nerdy Conehead. look. Remember yeah. Mine's more rounded, Okay, personally. Now, this idea of long-term care insurance, it could be that there are some tax benefits to you. There, there's a couple, actually, to be thinking of. Uh, one is harder to get, and that is a federal tax benefit. Um, the premiums that you pay, some portion of them may be deductible on your Schedule A if you still file one. Schedule A is where you itemize, build your own list of deductions or write-offs. The reason I say if you still file one is because the government has given us such a great standard deduction now that many people just won't won't do this anymore. Plus, it's falling under medical expenses, which are hard to write off anyway. Yeah, there's a ceiling. There, there's a there's a minimum threshold that you need to get over before you, they even allow that deduction. So it's hard to get. I've seen it. You yeah. know, it's possible. That's right. But uh, but but. Not common. Yeah, exactly. Not not likely for you, but we'll see. Um, more common is to be able to take a deduction on your state return. If this is a tax-qualified policy, and uh, if you've heard us talk about the Indiana Partnership Plans, those are tax-qualified policies, which means that you get a tax write-off on your state return for the premiums that you pay, all of them. Mm-hmm. But again, it is very easy to miss this one. The fact that it wasn't on last year's return because you just bought it in 2018 means it's not on the CPA's radar. And if you hadn't been asking this question, somehow someone made you aware of this and uh, and you're seeking it out. But this is one of the reasons why you need a certified financial planner to be the bridge between your own planning and your taxes at times. Absolutely. Great question, Roger. Thanks also for the question, David. That is all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.